What do you believe it takes to achieve your dreams? What do you think it requires to build a successful business? Stuck at home with the coronavirus, Francis and I discuss the nuances of making your dreams come true, the psychology behind failure, and how building a business is more achievable than you think. In this episode is the preview to our mini YouTube series called Work in Progress, where you'll see firsthand what we go through as entrepreneurs to build the school for transformation. If you love intense arguments, touchy-feely moments, and want to witness the success of a multi-million dollar business in real time, this is the show for you. Enjoy. Dreamers can't be tamed. Oh. A thousand people, a thousand times. Ten thousand. Know, Will you send me? Emails. Will you send me uh, the guy who makes fun of Gary Vee? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was fire. His advice was fire, even though he was. It was like 500? You ain't doing shit, bro. You ain't doing shit. <laughs> how, many, how many drinks you serve? That was fucking fire. It was like 500 pieces of content today. <laughs> <laughs> True, though. Like, Gary Vee, if you look at all, across all his board, he puts out, like, close to 60 to 70, 60 to 100 pieces of content a day. Pumping out 60 to 100 pieces of content a day. He said something very interesting. He's like, he doesn't read books, right? And I was like, this motherfucker, bro, he doesn't read books, but he spends his day reading comments. And it's fucking awesome because he can tell a lot about a person in the amount of time. Social Dilemma made me realize that it's a very powerful tool to change consciousness as well. Like, it's very dangerous. But it's so fucking powerful in the sense that you can figure out who the person actually is by the data that they provide by using their social media, who they follow, what they say, what they do, what they like. And that will tell you whether that's somebody you want to hire or not. That's how crazy that is. That's what Gary B does. He understands people through social media. And it's a fucking skill that not many people have. And that's why he's fucking rich. He's an algorithm. He is an algorithm, yeah. He is an algorithm. He is a human algorithm, and that's why he's winning. We do that, too. We just don't know how to fucking scale it. We do that, too. Think about what we do in terms of observing people. Why we're good coaches is because we observe people. And we observe their body language, the way they say something, the way they do something in person. We can also visualize this. We have a little bit of this skill in social media. We just don't know how to monetize it. We don't know how to articulate it. We don't know how to have the time and build a process and procedure that builds that skill out and shows it to the rest of the world. That like, yo, we can look at you and we can say, this is X, Y, and Z. This is what you need. Go ahead, execute, right? To the point that we haven't even made a model for Vita Project that is essentially what we're trying to do right now. Put those skills into perspective, duplicate other teachers and coaches that can develop that skill and then implement the services that actually allow that to happen, right? That's what we're doing. Like, that's where we are. The fact that Gary V worked with his dad for so long and learned in operations of how to build a wine business from the bottom up is the reason that he knows how to scale. 
He knows how to scale because he spent his time doing that. He looked at his father's business. It was a soul learning experience. His dad gave him a soul learning experience. Here's my wine business, build it for me. And there were no repercussions. There was nothing for him to fail at. He could fail and it would be okay. <laughs> because he wasn't initially, he's not responsible for it. It's not his business. And, and also the fact that he had his own intention of growing the business. His father was like fine with having a little small wine business, whatever. So whenever he did anything to make a big push, like if you failed at it, then it doesn't matter. It's not and his dad basically was like, here, good. I got you. Don't worry about it. Here's the safety net. When people have a safety, he says he never had a safety net, but he had a safety net. And it was the, his father. And his father, he always knew that if his father was going to run a wine business, and that was gonna allow him to give, uh, give him the space to be able to do what he believed was right in order to expand that business, then he would succeed no matter what, which is what we do with our team, right? The only thing is that they don't have a financial safety net, <clears throat> which is why, because if they all had a financial safety net, how hard would they all go? That's what, how, that's what COVID provided though. Yeah, and you saw the exponential growth that we had because of that. We had a huge growth because of that, right? We had a growth in members of teams. We had a growth in the ability for them to learn. We had a growth, you know, in revenue after we opened up because of all that learning that occurred. Like that all played a role because there is a financial safety net. Even for myself, the fact that I still get 200 and fucking $5 a month is the only reason I'm able to fucking get a COVID virus sit in my room for three weeks and be like, okay, so what do we do now? <laughs> and not worry about the business failing, you know? The fact that you have your wife there who still makes pretty decent money and puts food on the table for your children, right? Like that's a big role in it too for us. This is why we can sit down and not panic so hard. And also the idea that we've been in these positions before where the business is possibly failing and it didn't. Uh, the idea of detaching towards money and credit and all the shit that you're attached to as a human being, like those all play a role. Gary Vee didn't have to worry about that. Fucking lived with his parents, made 75 grand a year, saved all his money, right? And didn't have to worry about anything. He did, and he talks about those things. He's like, don't buy expensive shit. Don't go out and party. Don't spend your money on fucking $7 Starbucks drinks. Like, <laughs> he's telling you what he did, but he had a safety net, and the safety net was his dad. There's a balance between putting your back against the wall and having a safety net. When you know you got people there to support you and that you're going to be fine, you'll go for your dream. There has to be some level of certainty. Cut that shit out. That's your podcast, Dream Assurance. Uh, I think this whole fucking <laughs> seven hours that we spent today just talking. Oh, no, no, this last rant, this last rant when you start talking about Gary Vee, all of that shit, that's your podcast right there, bro. Yeah. You just define Dreamer's Journey. Damn. I'm just gonna, I'm not even gonna cut anything. I'm just gonna, no, have to. remember that started? No. 
like even this aspect right here, I think it's absolutely amazing uh -huh. that you said, this is the definition of dreamer's journey, right? Like people need to fucking hear that. Mm -hmm. Like this is, these are the conversations that actually happen between individuals that inspire and create emotional intent behind the things that you actually believe in, right? Without these conversations, if people don't see the rawness of this, right? How do you ever know? Like I was thinking about that today, man. I was like, yo, everybody on social media is saying what I should and shouldn't do in order to become a successful entrepreneur or become a man. What are, what are all the conversations and the realizations that you had behind that definition, right? So it's basically like growth mindset and everybody's saying like, you need to have a growth mindset. Okay, how the hell did you come to that conclusion that everybody needs to have a growth mindset? Well, these are the stories behind this conclusion. This is the realizations behind this conclusion. Nobody ever talks about that on social media. And that creates anxiety in people, right? Because it seems like it's that the end goal and you need to adapt to the end goal. Exactly. And that's the same concept when it comes to, um, you know, the whole idea of successful people. Like, oh, look, this person is successful. Like that, that meme that says, don't compare your, your year one with someone's year 30. It's the same idea. It's like you, you haven't seen everything. You haven't seen the whole bottom of the iceberg. You only see the tip. The tip, exactly. So like Outliers talks about that. That guy on, on social media that I started following, he's like the chubby kind of dude. I, I sent you some of his stuff. stuff. forgot his name. Uh, anyway, he talks about how he got a law. Somebody said, how did you get a law degree and start making a seven-figure salary in nine months. And the guy goes, I didn't make a seven-figure salary in nine months. You saw only that aspect, those nine months. There were 10 years of me putting in 16-hour days, 16-hour uh, days of studying and trying to figure out how I can efficiently work better in those 16 hours to be able to get to the point that I am right now. All you saw was a space between two milestones. Yeah, you saw the space between two miles on. Exactly. Right. So to me, it's like, it's like that aspect. Like, I think about it sometimes. And, and I look at these entrepreneurs, and they're like, you should be doing this. And Gary Vee's like, you should be putting out like 10,000 pieces of content a day and, and doing this. But there was one point where Gary Vee didn't put out pieces of content that nobody talks about that he doesn't even like, he tells you what got him to this milestone. And there are so many stories in there and little tiny realizations that he doesn't even express yet. And because of those things, a lot of people look at that and then they judge themselves, which is what Gary Vee talks about, which I agree with. It's like, you constantly judge yourself and you're like, I should be at this point. I should be doing X, Y, and Z. I should be doing all these things. And in reality, it's just like, no, like, you know, I'm too, and it's going to take me a while to get to this point. So sometimes I look at my, at my, my path right now with you. And I'm like, I feel like I've been on it forever. And then I look at it. I'm like, Rance has been doing this shit for like 11 years. I've only been doing it for four. Right. I'm like, this is fucking nothing. I was like, I should be proud of the fact that in four years we got here to this point. Like, and I'm coming from a place where I didn't know shit about being an entrepreneur. I didn't know what it took. I didn't know how it felt. I didn't go to school for it. I don't know jack shit about sales, any of that. 
the fact that I got to this point where we are right now, I, I should be extremely proud about that shit. Super proud. Because to get to that, the growth that I've had in those four years, I don't think many people can duplicate that. You have to have a, a certain mindset that I think my father instilled in me, that I think when I started going to Vita Project, all those years as a client instilled in me, right? Like, and then the experiences and trying to, like, that was all the process. The 10 years I spent teaching, all of that plays a role into where I am right now. And like, that's the work. So how did you get to this point? Well, fucking 10 years of all of this, plus whatever my dad taught me, plus whatever I experienced as a kid, right? Like all of those accumulate to this point right now. And then people don't see those stories. People don't see those things, you know, and they judge themselves. But if you can, again, we go back to awareness and vulnerability. Once you start building that awareness and you start being vulnerable with yourself and you start looking at the stories and you stop judging, like Gary V says, you start to exponentially grow at a faster rate. Funny because it's the concept of once you remove the expectations, you surpass expectations. Yeah. And, and, what we're trying to teach our team is essentially that at its core value, at its root value is let go of the judgments, let go of the expectations, let go of the things, the material things you're attached to and just let yourself grow and watch how fast you grow. And like Paola said the other day, the team is growing at a, at a very fast rate. Right. And there's a reason for that. And I believe that the reason is awareness and vulnerability like sole purpose, like you're not seeing the fruits of the labor yet. We're not seeing that and they're not seeing it either. And we got a bunch of things that's working against us in terms of how do we pay these people? How do we, how do we compensate them for their learning? How do we make them feel safe and certain about certain things, right? That's all against us, but they're still growing. So now what we're trying to do essentially is create a model that makes that outcome more certain because that's the true outcome the true outcome is to build awareness and vulnerability in everybody to believe in themselves that's what all the paths are going to be designed to do that's what the coaching the vita pro is designed to do essentially that it's fundamental um i think like i keep going back to to what you said a few moments ago about the all the nuances that people don't see. People, people don't see, people don't express, but people aren't even, like the people that experience it, like right now in this reflection of gratitude that you had of, I should be proud of, right? Which I found curious that you said, I should be proud of, so I wanted to ask you, are you proud of? <laughs> I don't know if I know how to express that. Hmm. Like I know, like I, there's a part in my ego, right, that <laughs> goes back and forth, right? Like, sometimes I look at this and I'm like, yo, if Francis didn't have me, he would not be at this point. And then I look at it again and I look at it from the other direction. I'm like, if I didn't have Francis, I wouldn't be at this point, right? Like, all the experiences that Francis, all the realizations, all those tiny little things that happen, the conversations, if those things didn't happen, if these five, six hour brainstorming sessions <laughs> didn't fucking happen. 
right? Like none of this would have fucking happened. Like none of that would have happened. That makes me think of, like I keep getting this this thought of, so you know what I said before, like originally I said, it's like I feel like you, you hate the fact that I think this way, the fact that I'm so fucking whatever. Um, it comes from that place. It comes from like, do you realize that everything has come to it, come to what it is now? Like it wouldn't have happened. Like we were talking about the linear conversation, the linear, you know, path of it. Like it wouldn't exist right now. If we were only linear. And that's precisely like the idea of like the two milestones. We only see these two milestones. Like go from, so this was start and this was finished. Like, no, they were just two tiny milestones in the entire line, in the entire timeline. So really it's just the edge of this entire timeline that you don't see. And that to me is like, like you just said right now, this, you know, seven hour fucking brainstorming that, that if you were to try to quantify would seem like it's zero. It's nothing. Nothing happened today, right? There's nothing that we can show for it, right? But that intangible thing that has happened, that clarity that it's created just from the conversation standpoint, just from the expression standpoint, is all of this has built, been built from. You know, so, so like my response to, to before about like, I think feel like you hate that part of me is kind of about that. It's like, this is the gold, man. This is, this is, this is the, the, the fucking, you know, the, it makes me think of the, the carrot. Have you ever seen that meme that has two carrots growing and the rabbits are standing. One of them has the little leaves in front. The other one has giant leaves, but the carrots on the ground literally has a giant carrot. Um, and the one with the giant leaves that has tiny carrots all like, yeah, look at me, look what I got. It's like, it's like, that's the showboating stuff, right? That's, that's, that's the part where it's like, when you are only looking at that linear kind of end point of the outcome, what is the outcome that, that I want? instead of looking at the identity and the, the inner core structure of it. That's, that's also what I, what I get very, like you mentioned, you get very protective, especially when people say, you know, either project is a gym. That's, that's the thing that I feel like most people don't understand. And that's the thing that I'm always trying to protect because in that, in that environment, in that expression of, all those fucking little things someone comes in from this very linear view of like no because you need to have x goals and and this should be here here and basically all that other little shit that you talk about doesn't really matter here when you're talking about business no man you know nothing you know nothing from from the experience side and without being in the trenches without seeing all the nuances of that it makes me think about like all the amazing things that have happened in history. Like think about like the creation of so many crazy things. Like the, I was just uh, uh, watching a thing on, on the Wright brothers, how they, uh, you know, invented flight and how they were, like they were a 
tiny, like they weren't scientists, they weren't anything, they were freaking bicycle engineers. Uh, but no, they owned a bicycle shop that they prepared bicycles. Th those are the guys that invented the whole thing. And the, the I don't even remember the guy's name and that speaks to it because no one remembers the guy's name who actually uh, was funded very well funded, who was a scientist, who had all the research, who had an entire team and a budget that was beyond whatever to figure out flight by the government. And then these guys that have a bicycle shop are the ones that actually got there, that got to the finish. And that drive, all their little conversations, all that real generating factor is what accomplished a goal. It wasn't the linear thinking. It wasn't like the, you know, the, the very strategic planning of it and i feel that going back to the point that you said about how no one sees all the little nuanced things everyone just sees those uh, uh highlights highlight reels of the story those uh, milestones and say this was beginning this was end and then only from that little piece of information they say oh so in order to create this look at this milestone they need a degree and then um, they need to work X amount of hours and get here. Boom. That's it. That's your formula. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. It doesn't understand all the nuances of all the little, little magical moments, experiences that seem horrible and, and, and feel like they want to kill you at sometimes and other little tiny moments that feel like you're on top of the world and everything in between. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to a Dreamer's Journey podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and share it with anyone you feel will benefit from the stories and topics I discuss on this platform. Keep yourself up to speed by joining our community at www.vitaproject.com. If you have any questions or want to be a part of this podcast, you can always message me on Instagram, Moises underscore Moosalot. Or shoot me an email at moises at vitaproject.com. Till next time.